Jesse, come on, help them sing, if you would. And uh, we're going to ask Brother Connolly to come around at this time and talk to us. He'll be preaching for us tonight, Brother Luper said. And so we're going to ask him to come and say something to us while they're getting ready to sing. Come on, Brother. Bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad you're here. Most of all, I'm glad he's here. Man, we've just been looking forward to being here with Elder Looper and his family and want to give him honor here this morning. Looking forward to hearing him teach, preach, whatever he does this morning. I know he came through uh, Wyoming there when we was pastoring, and I'll tell you what, he blessed us every night. Uh, we've known him quite a while, amen, when he was in his younger days, but when he came through, we just seen a total change in him, and since then, you probably know the other side of him too, but... Uh, Amen. He has a serious side when he gets in the church and gets behind the pulpit. Amen. And we want to give honor to him, give honor to Elder McDaniel and his wife, Elder Duplessy, amen, and his wife. And just looking forward to tonight. Amen. Seeing what the Lord will do. Lord bless you. Traveling 
from all harm since I met the one who came looking for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's love him again as Brother Looper comes this morning. Brother Looper. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Why don't we really love him this morning? Love him like he's been good to you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we give you praise. We give you glory, we give you honor, Savior. You are so wonderful. You are so mighty, you are so powerful, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Why don't somebody really lift up the name of the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God today. Are you glad to be in God's house? If you're really glad to be in God's house, why don't you give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You may be seated for a few moments. It's good to be in the Lord's house today. Good to see everyone that is here. I want to pray especially for those who are sick. A whole lot of folks are sick, and if you're not sick this morning, be thankful for it. And uh, be thankful that you're able to be in the house of God. So let's continue to pray for all those who are at home and not able to be here this morning and uh, heard from Brother Duplessis this morning they're having a good time over in Brazil and uh, said they've been going to a whole lot of church had great services last night and uh, said they were at the hospital uh, at the time he called this morning I don't know what time it was there but it's a little later than what it was here and uh, a young lady in the church there there's a lot of people that uses motorcycles and bicycles for transportation and a young lady got run over and, and is in very critical condition a young lady in the church there so let's ask the Lord to move in that situation and uh, they should be on their way home sometime Wednesday and so let's pray that they'll have a safe trip home. Ask the Lord to protect them. Ask God to bless the work there in Brazil. And bless the Lambeth family and their endeavor to do something for the Lord there in Brazil. And make a few announcements before we get started in the word of the Lord this morning. And one is Wednesday night we'll be having the Lord's Supper and foot washing here at the church we uh, taught about that this past Wednesday if you were not here I wished you would have been here and uh, so I ask you to turn on that searchlight examine your life see where you're at with God get right with God if you're not right with God and uh, get in the condition that you need to be to take part of this service and um, I would like everyone to do this but I want you to be right with the Lord and uh, so this will be Wednesday night. And uh, so come prepared, bring the things that you need for that. And uh, we'll be doing that Wednesday night. The following Wednesday night will be February the 17th. We'll be having our business meeting. Again, all of these are delayed because of revival in January. So our, our yearly business meeting will be February the 17th on the following Wednesday night. There'll be a teacher's, Sunday school teacher's meeting. Uh, not a lot of reason to, to announce that right now. Singers practice will be here Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. So if you want to uh, learn a new song, if you want to sing, call Sister Duplessis and get on the schedule for that. It'll be Tuesday night. We're going to do it the first Monday night of every month, but we were not able to do it last Monday because Cinderella had a birthday party Monday night. And uh, so uh, we had to do that. So that will be Tuesday night, uh, this Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. So call Sister Duplessis and get a time uh, for you to be here. Golden Eagles will be soaring February the 23rd on a Tuesday night. 
So looking forward to that. And then the young marrieds and young people will have an outing, a celebration, February the 13th at the gym. So I guess there'll be more on that, I suppose. They should give me more on that anyway, where you'll know what to bring or what you're supposed to do. So be prepared for that. Whatever it's going to be, just be prepared. So that's February the 13th. Today at the conclusion of service, not after the service, but at the conclusion of the service, we'll be dedicating two more babies this morning. Dedicated two twins last Sunday and going to dedicate two more, not twins, but two more babies uh, this morning. Chris and Sarah Smith children, Dawson Cole and Ashton Brooke. This morning at the conclusion of service, so we're looking forward to that. But anyway, good to see everyone that's in the house of God, and I'm glad that you're here this morning. And it's very important that you are here because you say, oh, it don't, it don't matter if I come to the house of God, but look how few it would be if you wouldn't have come. So uh, we need all hands on deck this morning till we get through with this croup and crud that's going on and ask the Lord to help us and... Uh, do something for us. I believe God's got something good for us this morning. We're looking forward to Brother Conley preaching for us tonight, and uh, we are honored that they're here in service with us and talked to him Friday, and he was in the area, so we're more than honored to have them here in the house of God with us today. He'll be preaching tonight. Looking forward to that. He was gracious and kind enough that when I was evangelizing that he allowed me to come stay with them two or three weeks in Wyoming, and I appreciate that very much, and uh, so we're looking forward to him preaching the word of God tonight. If you want to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, John chapter 4, John chapter 4, verse number 1, starting at verse number 1, John 4 and verse number 1, we'll read a few passages of scripture there, Uh, the beginning of a great great story John chapter 4 verse number 1 when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made a made and baptized more disciples than John though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples he left Judea and departed again into Galilee and he must needs go through Samaria Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near near to the partial of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. I want to go back to the third and fourth verse again, bring your attention especially to the fourth verse. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. And you can be seated. I want to preach to you this morning for, uh, let's just put it a period of time. (laughs) No, I'll try not to keep you too long. Uh, You know, we we Pentecostals have to hurry up and get to the restaurant before the other denominations make it there. But I want to uh, preach to you from this subject this morning, when Jesus comes to Samaria. When Jesus comes to Samaria. I, I think about the love of God and how gracious and merciful and loving that God truly is. I, I, I know that a lot of people misinterpret the love of God and they have a mixed up conception of what the love of God really is. And... One man put it like this, and he said that God is love, not God is loving. 
God and love are synonymous. Love is not an attribute of God. It is God. Whatever God is, love is. If your conception of love does not agree with the justice and judgment and purity and holiness, then your idea of love is wrong. A lot of people look at the love of God and the grace and the mercy of God as a license to do whatever you want to do. And God is still going to love you. I believe that God's love is everlasting. But I don't believe that you can do anything that you want to and dance through the pearly gates on good terms. I, uh, I look at... Uh, I, I heard, I heard, I won't say where it was, but it was very recently. I heard one of the, the most ridiculous interpretations of a scripture that says, Whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved, as I've ever heard in my life. And they were making reference to the fact of someone being sick and calling on the name of the Lord. That has nothing to do with what that scripture was talking about. People have a mixed up idea and opinion of what the love of God is. That God is so loving and God is so graceful and God is so uh, full of grace and so full of mercy that no one, everybody, everybody, everybody goes to heaven. Have you ever noticed that? Everybody goes to heaven. You know, uh, uh, you, might, you might live like the devil, but as soon as you die, you're going straight to glory. I've never, never understood that fact, that when you give your life to sin, the, the, uh, the reward, reward for sin is, is hell. That, that's, that's the end. That's, that's what's going to take place. And people have a mixed up understanding and, and I, I don't know if they want to come to grips with what reality really is. And people say, oh, God is a loving God. And John chapter 3 and verse number 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I believe that from the bottom of my heart this morning, that God so loved the world that He gave. And there is no reason for anyone to be lost. People are lost because they choose to be lost. People are lost, and I, I've, I heard uh, one time uh, there in Stuttgart, there was a gentleman that got lost in... Uh, what we call the public shooting grounds. It's a very large piece of ground. It would be like the big thicket is here, wooded area, and uh, just thousands and thousands of acres. And uh, this man from the church, he got in the woods squirrel hunting, got turned around, and, and uh, he didn't come home. And it was dark, so his wife started calling people, and they started looking for him. It went on into the wee hours of the morning before they found him. And when they found him, his, his uh, statement was, I wasn't really lost. I guess he just wanted to spend all night in the woods. I don't know. Uh, he just said, I, I got across. I, I was, this ditch was between me and where I needed to go, but... He don't ever remember crossing that ditch getting to where he was before he got mixed up and turned around. That's the way a lot of people are today. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to explain to somebody the right direction to go when they think they know the right direction. That's the reason why I was preaching last Sunday morning and, and the scripture says, search the scripture for in them ye think ye have eternal life. Now, God does not love us because we are valuable. But we are valuable because God loves us. God loves each one of us as if there was only one human being in the world. That God focuses upon each one of us so, so much. And this is something that is very, very, very important to, to get a revelation of. And that is God loves me. 
God loves me. We look at God loving the world and God so loved the world that he gave. But you need to bring it down to terms this morning and say God so loved me that Jesus went to Calvary and shed his blood for me. We need to have Jesus as our personal, I know this is a term that floats around very carelessly today, but as our personal Savior. He is a personal God. He is more than just a God to all creatures and God of this, all of this world, but He is my personal God. He loves me personally. And when He, he thinks about me personally, and God loves us so much, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 39, it says, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you say, oh, oh God, God loves me, and that is correct. But just because God loves you does not mean that you are living in a saved condition. There is steps, there is necessary, uh, there is a road map that is given us called the Word of God that teaches us the way that we are to be saved. The plan of salvation is still repent, it's still be baptized in Jesus' name, every one of you, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost like they did on the day of Pentecost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That is the plan of salvation. Turn from what you were to what God wants you to be. No longer living a life of, of sin and, and carrying on in a sinful nature, but you have made a complete, that's what repentance is, is a complete turnaround from what you were to what God wants you to be. That is, the love of God is so great that God loves you, but He loves you too much to leave you like He found you in sin. He wants to clean you up. He wants to give you a better life. Amen. That's what living for God is all about today. Amen. Serving God. Being what God wants us to be. Amen. It, it is, when I, when I look at the Word of God today and, and uh, when we talk about the love of Jesus Christ and how much that He loved us and what He did for us and how much that he sacrificed for us that, that the nails that were driven in his hands was for you and I. And the, 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 the uh, spear that pierced his side was for you and I. The stripes that was placed upon his back were for you and I today. And when we get the revelation of how much God really, really, really loves me. Amen. When it, when it becomes a personal thing that I look at, that the love of God, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed, it was shed just for me. That's what the love of God is. And you may be groping in sin today. You may be living a life of sin, but God still loves you. Doesn't mean that you're saved, but it means that God still loves you. And God loves you so much that He wants to pick you up out of where you are and place you where He wants you to be. Amen. Amen. When I, I think about uh, my, my text this morning where I, I have read the story about how that Jesus had left Judea and He departed again into Galilee and the scripture said, and he must needs go through Samaria. And what I am talking about this morning is when Jesus comes to Samaria. There is something about Jesus and our Lord and our Savior that, that he always seems to show up where the needs are. Where the problem is. Where the difficult situation is in life. We find that when the disciples were out in the midst of a raging storm and uh, they were a fear for their life, they were scared 
about what was going on and what was taking place around them. That all of a sudden, in the midst of their storm, Jesus come walking upon the water. That's the love that he had for his disciples. It is always amazing to me when I look at problems in life that, that when, when I, I find myself in bad situations and going through bad times of my life, I've always found that if I just keep on keeping on for God, that it might seem like that everything is going to crumble around me, but God always shows up just in time. Amen. When I think about the blind man on the Jericho Road, not a lot of people cared about him, no doubt. Not a lot of people stopped by to visit with him through the day. And he did not have a very exciting life. He was blind. He could not see anything. But all of a sudden, in his blindness, in his distress, in his heartache, in his depressed life, Jesus came walking down the Jericho Road. All of a sudden, one day, there was a woman that had sought healing from many physicians for 12 long years and had spent all that she had. And the Scripture said that she only grew worse. But all of a sudden, one day, here comes Jesus in the midst of her trouble. And she made up in her mind, if I can but touch Him, I know that everything is going to be alright. It always amazes me that in the midst of our distresses, that God always seems to show up just at the right time. Amen. The song says that He may not come when you want Him, but He's always right on time. You might think that he's going to be late. You might think that he's not going to hear. You might think sometimes that he don't even know your name. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is still walking through Samaria today. Amen. When you're in trouble, if you hold on to the hand of God, God is going to make a way where there seemeth to be no way. If you are hurting today, if you hold on to the hand of God, God is going to make a way where the devil says there is no way in your life. Amen. I think about the lame man that was laid at the pool. And when the water, when the angel would come down and trouble the water, whoever made it first to the water got a miracle. This man had laid there for year after year and nothing was not able to get in the pool for the first, to be the first one to get in the pool. But all of a sudden Jesus just made his way over there where that particular man was laying. And he said, what's going on? Why have you not gotten your miracle? And he said, when the water is troubled, I have no man to help get me in the pool. Amen. Just in the midst of his distress, in the midst of his heartache, no doubt he thought no miracle was ever coming his way. But Jesus just walked over out of his way into someone else's life and performed a miracle. Time after time after time we look in the Bible Recording after recording after recording. Why do you think that, that God just allowed these, these things to be recorded in this book? I believe it was for the purpose that, that when we are in the middle of a terrible time in our life, that we have the understanding and know that Jesus will step out of His way to take care of His people Amen. When I look at Samaria this morning and I, I, I start thinking about what Samaria stood for and what it represented. Samaria was a place that was 42 miles north of Jerusalem. It had a strong pagan God worship. 
It was a place where King Ahab and Queen Jezebel ruled. It was known for its wickedness. The Jews looked down upon the Samaritans. They did not associate with them. They did not want anything to do with them because of who they were. This was not the best city in the world to go to. It was not a known place where uh, Jesus would just show up sitting on a well there. But he said, and it must needs be that I go through Samaria. Amen. And then we look at what Sychar was. It was a place of falsehood. It was a place of drunkenness. It was a name of reproach given to Shisham. That's what the, the place Sychar where Jesus had gone to was. It was not a well respected area of that time. What it would be if we could bring it down to modern terminology this morning to what it was like. I would say that it was like going to the slums and going to, you would say, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. It was a place of rivalry. It was a place of drunkenness. It was a place of sin. It was a place of immorality. It was a place of pagan worship. It was a place like would be in uh, San Francisco. Amen. A place of all kind of immoral and ungodly activities. So it amazed the disciples when Jesus looked at them and said, It must needs be that I go to Samaria. What are you going to Samaria for? I'm sure his disciples begin to scratch their head. Amen. This is not the greatest place for a prophet to go. This is not the, the you know, people are going to look down upon us. People are going to say, man, what, what's Jesus doing over there? They've already called him a wine bibber. They've already called him a drunkard. They already called him one that ate with sinners. What is he doing going to a place like Samaria? But he said, it must needs be that I go through Samaria. There's a reason. There is a purpose. Amen. There is a purpose. There is a reason why you are in the house of God this morning. There is a purpose that God wants to do in your life. Amen. So here in the midst of this bad, bad place called Samaria... And in the midst of this bad town called Sychar, Jesus walks up and he sits on the side on the ledge of the well that Jacob had dug. And he was sitting there and about the time that he sat down, his disciples departed into the city to get meat. And all of a sudden, here comes a woman to the well to draw water out of the well. Amen. And Jesus was sitting there and he's looking and he said, this is a reason why it must needs be that I go through Samaria. And he began to strike up a conversation with this woman. And, he, and this woman was amazed that Jesus would even speak to her because the Jews looked at them like they were dogs. And, she, and he said, woman, would you give me a drink? And she looked startled and amazed at Jesus sitting on the edge of the well. And she said, how, how be it, master, that you would ask me, a Samaritan, of a drink? How, you know, you, you don't understand this. This is not good here. Nothing good is going to come out of this situation. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be criticized for what you are doing and what you are saying right now. There might be somebody that's hiding over there in the bushes somewhere looking at what is taking place today. And Jesus began to talk to her and he said, Woman, if you knew who I was, you would not 
ask, you would, you would ask me for a drink. Amen. And he began to discuss the situation that this woman was in. Jesus knew that this woman had not one husband, but five husbands. Jesus knew that this woman was living in an adulterous affair at the present time. But he said, it must needs be that I go through Samaria. Amen. There is someone that is there that is hurting. There is someone there that is in trouble. There is someone there that is in distress. I come to tell somebody this morning that whatever you are going through in your life at this present time, amen, it must needs be that Jesus is walking up and down the aisles of this church right now. Saying I've got something I want to do for you in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus comes today to heal. Jesus comes today to deliver. Jesus comes today to lift you up out of the miry clay that you are in. If you are struggling today, amen, if you are going through a valley of decision trying to do the right thing and the world is pulling on you and the world is tugging at you, I'm here to tell you that it must needs be that Jesus has come to the first Pentecostal church this morning in Sealsby, Texas, and he's lifting out his hand to you saying, come unto me ye that are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse number 10, He said, And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God. This woman didn't even know who she was talking to. She didn't even recognize Him. Amen. She didn't know that this was Jesus the Messiah. And who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of Him, and He would have given thee living water. Amen. This is what Jesus came to do today. Amen. In your life, Jesus came and Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. It must needs be that Jesus do something for somebody in this house today. Amen. God is here to touch you. God is here to strengthen you. God is here to encourage you. God is here to heal your body today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I shall give him, he shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. You say, oh man, I, I, some of you, the majority this morning, by far you have tasted the water. The living water springing up. You know what it is to have that bubbling life of water flowing and bubbling up and springing up in your life. But somewhere the devil has clogged that up in your life. And it's not quite as joyful. It's not quite as as interesting as it once was. And you're wondering what, what's going on and you're finding yourself growing colder and further and further away from God. Amen. But it must needs be that Jesus bring you back to the center this morning. Amen. I'm talking to someone that is struggling in the house of God this morning. I'm talking to a saint of God that the devil is warring against your mind trying to destroy you trying to take you down a road of no return that God has come into your life today to help you to strengthen you to bless you to bring you back to the place that you need to 
Amen. Some of you are blessed with tremendous talent that is going to waste because the devil has come in and he's thrown things in the well that used to bubble in your life. The well that used to spring forth that everybody you come in contact with a smiling, joyous attitude. Amen. I'm here to tell you that God has come through Samaria today. It's time that you clean out the well that the devil has stopped up in your life. You better hear me today. You're headed down the wrong road of no return. You better wake up and realize, hey Jesus, Jesus is sitting on the edge of the well. Jesus has come to my house today. Jesus has come to do a work for me today. Jesus has come to bring me back to the sinner. You say, oh, I have stumbled. I have fallen by the wayside. I've made terrible, terrible mistakes. I've went in the wrong direction. But Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. There's somebody there that needs a touch. There's somebody there that needs deliverance. There's somebody there that needs help. There's somebody there that needs encouragement. There's somebody there today that needs a blessing. And he went to this woman that was caught up in all of these problems. And he said, this is the reason why. His disciples come back and they were amazed. Jesus, what, what, what are you doing? What is going on here? What, what are you, what are you, man, what is everybody going to think about this? What is everybody going to have to say about this, Savior? What, you know, they, they're already talking about you. And why? Why do you just give them the opportunity? Jesus said, it must needs be. When Jesus comes to Samaria, when Jesus comes into your life, you will experience the biggest change that you've ever experienced in your life. When Jesus comes to Samaria, you don't leave the same way that you came. Amen. When you realize, hey, Jesus is in the house right now to do something for me today. Jesus is in the house today to help me out of my problem. Amen. Jesus is in the house today to deliver me from my situation. When you realize that, you don't leave the same way that you came into God's house. But there's a change that takes place. This woman that did not have a very good reputation at all leaves and she goes into the city and she says, come here a man. Come see a man that told me all about myself. I'm sure some of them were sitting around like a bunch of critics would be today. Boy, he had a long list to write, didn't he? If he could told you about all the sins that you've done, Lord, how mercy he must have run out of ink and paper before he got through. But see, Jesus was not concerned about what she was. He was concerned about what she could be. And Jesus is not concerned so much about what you are this morning and the problem that you had yesterday or the problem that you had last week or the problem that you had last month. But He is concerned about what you are going to do from this point forward. Instead of turning around and walking away from Jesus, never to return again, she turned around and ran into the city and said, everybody needs to get what I've got. Everybody needs to experience what I have experienced. I want to tell you today, if you never experienced the Holy Ghost in fire, you ought to get to experience it. If you've never been touched by God, you ought to get touched by God. If you're cold this morning, you want to get set on fire before you leave God's house today. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how that when God first comes to Samaria, man, speaking of a life that he's picked up out of sin 
and God first picks you up. Can you remember when God filled you with the Holy Ghost the night it happened, the day it happened? I never shall forget. Oh, I never shall forget the day, the Thursday night that God turned my life around and what happened. Has that to say I've never had a trouble, that I've never had problem, that I've never made a mistake? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that since that point, every time that I've been in a valley, God has come to the valley. Amen. Every time I've had problem, every time that I stumbled, God reached down and picked me up back on my feet again. And He said it must needs be that I go to Samaria. Amen. I didn't save you to watch you stumble and watch you fall and never get back up. Amen. But when God called you out of a world of sin, He called you for a purpose that He said you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. I'm here to tell somebody greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I shall overcome. I shall be a conqueror. I I shall make it. I will not quit. I will not fail. I will not give in. It must needs be for a reason, for a purpose that I go through Samaria. When we experience the joy of the Holy Ghost, it's man, we can't tell enough people. We've got a smile on our face that the devil himself can't wipe off. And man, we're just excited about what God is doing. Woo! i got to tell somebody. Hey man, it's so amazing that when somebody gets the Holy Ghost, you know what they want to do? They want to start hugging everybody that they can come in contact with. Boy, you let that get a little cold. I ain't hugging them. You can forget that. That just ain't going to happen. They said something to me 25 years ago, and I still ain't forgot it. It must needs be that I go through Samaria. And when Jesus comes walking to Samaria, he has a way of making you forget everybody that done you wrong. And you no longer sing that song. Somebody done me wrong song. And I'm never going to forget it. Not a very spiritual application there, but it fit pretty good. Somebody done me wrong, and I, I, I just, I, you know, if people, hell is going to be full of people that never got over it. Never got over it. It must needs be that I go through Samaria. Why? Because I can erase the very memory. This woman had 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 five husbands. One of them, she she might have been a bad lady. But one of them had to have done her wrong. Hey, it just ain't a good one. I'll get me an, that ain't a good one. I'll get that ain't a good one. I'll get that ain't a good one. I'll get me another one. That ain't a good one. I'll get me another one. She never could find the right one. Finally, she just said, "Well, why get married? Just shack up." And that's what she was doing because somebody in her life, over and over and over, had done her wrong. But when Jesus came to Samaria, I'm not worried about who done me wrong. I'm not worried about who is going to do me wrong. What I'm worried about now is my Lord have mercy. Something happened to me and I've got to go tell somebody what Jesus did. Come see a man that can turn your life around. Come see a man that can set you free from sin. Come see a man that can deliver you from what is going on in your life. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning. Some of you need to clean out the well. Nothing wrong with the well. You've just allowed the devil to clutter it up with junk. With junk that has weighted you down and stopped up. The free flowing of the Holy Ghost that simply bubbles out of your life. Amen. That just takes, takes control over you that you can't, you can't control it. Amen. What, what you know... Lord, how mercy. People make, make light of our worship. and uh, <laughs> I tell you what, Sister Kaylee, she just, she just excites me. I, I, I watch her when it's just about to happen. I can, you know, Lord, I tell you, I better get out of the way. I like to catch those fresh preachers that's never seen her before. 
and they start getting close to her, I said, oh, this is going to be funny right here now. Watch this. And then just something that you just, man, whoa, it just happens and you can't contain it. What is that? That's a bubbling well. That's pr- Why? Because Jesus came to Samaria. Oh, we, we have gotten dignified. We have gotten dignified and oh, you know, we can control the praise in our world. Oh yes, uh, you shout, you know, you, do, you don't, don't bump into body. No, don't, don't, don't bump into anything. You know, you shout under control. Oh yes, blessed Jesus, Holy Ghost, He's so great. Oh, I feel the love of God. Whatever happened to this, my Lord, have mercy. Just, woo. When Jesus comes to Samaria, amen, it's not shouting about, oh, how great God, my Lord, something just happened to me. Did you feel that, Lord Jesus? Oh, my, oh, something's going on inside of me. I, I got something I can't explain. I got something taking place. Lord, have mercy. It's real. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes to Samaria, amen, I want to tell you what you need today. You need to let Jesus walk back into your life and say, Jesus, I've got to have a touch from heaven. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Ooh. Ooh. When Jesus comes to Samaria. Oh, my Lord. I was never the same. I've never been the same. I, I, I just something changed in my life. Amen. Some of you need to get an attitude change this morning that when Jesus walks back into Samaria, oh God, let me feel that all over again. Can I tell you today that that same joy, that same anointing, that same power that you felt the first night you ever received Him, can I tell you it's just that real all over. Amen. You can experience that right now in God's house today. And oh God, let me feel it. Oh God, do something to me. Oh God, change me. Oh God, help me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes to Samaria. You say, oh, I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many blunders in my life. I could never have back what I once had. I could never get to the place that I once was with God. Can I come to tell you this morning that the devil is the biggest double-faced, ball-faced liar in this Jesus said it must needs be that I go into Samaria. There's a problem there that Jesus has come to work out. Amen. You might have made a mistake, but I'm here to tell you that God wants to bring you up out of that problem and out of that situation. Amen. And elevate you to the place that God wants you to be. You are a chosen vessel unto God. needs be because of a need what he was telling his disciples there that day you don't understand it you don't know what's going on you don't know what's taking place but because there is a need I am going to Samaria there is an awful lot of needs in this house this morning. There's an awful lot of problems in this house today. Some of them are just because of life. And life is full of problems. Some of them are self-inflicted problems. Some of them is things that we've done to ourselves. But can I tell you, Jesus said, it must needs be Because there is a need. I'm going. 
because there is a need in the house today. Jesus is here. If there was no need, there'd be no reason for him to be here. But he's here to do something for someone right now if they'd come to the music. Why don't everybody just lift your hands and reach out to God just a moment right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Where are you at in your walk with God right now? Where you stand with God right now? What kind of problem have you been facing this week that you may have spoken your mind, I can't do it anymore. I can't go on like this anymore. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm here to tell you this morning, God has come to Samaria. And what I'm saying is God has stepped in your situation. And he said, you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Why? Because I got something. <laughs> As I think about the Apostle Paul addressing Timothy, he said, Timothy, I know you have something. That unfeigned faith that was, that's, it, it was in your grandma. And I know that same faith that was in her. It was in your daddy. It was in your mama. It was in your aunt. It was in your uncle. And I'm here to tell you today that same faith that kept them to the end. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Let's pray again. I feel like God is wanting to do a work right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. That same faith, Timothy, that was in them, I see it in you today. I can see Jesus sitting on the edge of your life. Saying, come unto me. Ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast your burdens upon me. Take my yoke. My yoke is easy. Hallelujah. As we all stand right now. Hallelujah. I don't know why Jesus loved me. You may not understand why he loves you today. You may not understand why Jesus has come to the Samaria of your life. I don't know why. But he's in this place to help you right now. I'm talking to a saint of God right now. I'm talking to somebody that's struggling right now. I'm talking to somebody that the devil has beat over the head right now told you that you're a failure you might as well give in the towel you might you might as well turn it all over you might as well give up you might as well not even try again but devil you're a liar he sacrificed his life oh but i'm glad so glad hallelujah hallelujah if you need a touch from god why don't you step out from behind your pew right now this morning make a change Oh, I don't know Holy why Ghost touch. He been Holy Ghost touch right now. I Holy don't Ghost know why right He sacrificed His life. Oh, oh but I'm Jesus. glad. So glad He did. In the name of Jesus, why don't you come today? I don't know come why on, come on. Jesus loved me. It's not admitting weakness, but it's admitting, God, I'm glad that you came to Samaria today. He God, I need your help. I've got to have your I help. I don't know why.
he sacrificed his life Oh, but I'm glad So glad he did Where would I be If Jesus didn't love me Where would I be If he didn't care Where would I be If he didn't sacrifice his life Oh, but I'm glad So glad he did I don't know why Jesus loved me 